Welcome, welcome to the best five minute wine podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the best five minute wine podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, great minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is. We conclude our interview with Dean Andrews of Pippin Hill Farm and Vineyards in Virginia. I think it, I would have you talk to Brooks because Brooks Brooks is actually an awesome story because he's one of the people I mentioned earlier yeah. that started with us. He started us literally working in the kitchen. Okay, let's bring Brooks into the conversation. Brooks, would you agree with that? Is it interesting? Interesting or long? It uh, depends on the the listener. Definitely uh, been here for pretty much the, the whole decade that we've, uh, we've been here. And I started in the kitchen. I uh, then became a garmage chef. So I worked on the cold line, helping prep and worked weddings. And then I became a bartender. And then I became the senior bartender. And then I left to work with our winemaker. And I came back. And then I became our vineyard manager. And then I operate more as our pr- vineyard production manager now. So jack of all trades, master of none, I guess. So in doing all of those uh, different jobs and things, where does education, where does college come into the mix? At the time, I wanted to, I had a, a degree and I was going to get my GRE and go back to grad school. So I went to the front of the house and that's how I started studying chemistry and that got me into wine. So my degree was actually in psychology. At the time, I was actually going to take my GRE and then go to grad school for, you know, potentially, you know, either like becoming a psychiatrist or a clinical counselor. But to get my brain back in school mode, I started taking chemistry and that led to me thinking, well, fermentation science is pretty cool. I thought I was throwing around with the idea of um, making beer, but I already worked at the winery at the time. So I was like, well, let's just see where this goes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. half a decade later, I'm running the production for an entire winery. You know, it's funny because I haven't actually gone to school for viticulture or for winemaking. So if you can show me it, you know, show me three times, you know, I'll try and get it right by the third time. And especially when you're working in a vineyard, you know, you can read books about pruning techniques and how to build a vineyard, but until you actually do it, you know, it's a, it's a different story. At the time we're recording this, just looking at your temperatures, the highs are in the upper 70s to the mid-70s, and yet the overnight lows are dipping into the 30s. What are you doing at this time of year when you see those kind of temperatures? We're still technically in what I call frost watch season. Uh, Frost can come and kill your entire crop. I've been basically on call for all of April. I consider myself on call until the end of May. So there's only really a couple things you can do. One is just hope and pray that it doesn't get below 32 degrees, but we're looking for that freezing point, 32 degrees, and we're looking at the wind speeds because if it's breezy, like above five miles per hour, six, seven, eight miles per hour, the wind isn't gonna settle and the wind is carrying water vapor. And so you also have to look at the dew point. And if the dew point is getting close to the actual temperature, that means that the water droplets are gonna settle and they're gonna crystallize and freeze. And that's gonna necrotize your bud tissue. If the bud tissue necrotizes, then you're not gonna get a flower to pollinate. So we have these wind machines that we can turn on and they're amazing machines. And essentially it's a a helicopter blade-esque fan that's attached to a tower and it rotates like, you know, your normal house fan would, but in a 360 degree radius. Above us, there's this pocket of warm air about 100 to 150 feet up. And the spinning of that fan creates a vortex that pulls that warm air down and spreads it around the vineyard and raises the ambient air temperature. So if it's sitting at 30 degrees and I can raise the ambient air temperature by just three degrees Fahrenheit, 
I just saved my entire crop in one night. Well, somebody answer that phone! It's time, boys and girls, for our listener voicemail. Hola, hello. My name is Ricardo. I'm from Veracruz, Mexico. I thought it'd be interesting to tell you the Mexican government charges a minimum of 43% taxes on all wine. That's it. Thank you for that, Ricardo. I did not know that. Well, despite Mexico's Spanish heritage, as you might guess, it is not a major wine-drinking country as beer and tequila are far more popular than wine. And, you know, the average wine consumption per capita is only two glasses a year. And because of that tax, it makes it difficult for wine to compete with beer and tequila. However, wine consumption is increasing in Mexico. In 2006, there were less than 25 wineries in Mexico, and now there are over 100. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by IHISM. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure.